Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 14th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, doing well. I'm up in uh, up in the Upper Peninsula, just chilling out, seeing some golf courses, uh, some shoddy internet up here. <laughs> shoddy is definitely the word. It's like you're, I don't know if you're in the woods in the Upper Peninsula, you like climb to the top of a tree, like duct tape to sand wedge to try and get a signal or something. What's yeah, going on? You know, it's uh, apparently the Google Fiber craze hasn't hasn't reached up here. <laughs> so. Beautiful part of the country, great golf, right? Un- great, un- great theme for golf. Unbelievable uh, part of the country. It's beautiful. I'm right here on uh, Lake Superior. You know, you want a little Lake Superior fact? Yeah, I would love a Lake Superior fact. Lake Superior has like 10 percent of the uh, world's fresh water. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I had a buddy who lived up there uh, in Marquette. He'd send like pictures during the winter, like snow piled to the, you know, roofs and the frozen, like. Even a little dead of winter. I find it kind of enchanting. Yeah. That's what yeah they say, uh, they say that. Uh, are you there? Yeah. Did Wi-Fi go out already? Did uh, we lose it? A little bit, you know. Nothing, uh, nothing. Some good editing <laughs> won't fix, but uh, the uh, the uh, they say. I guess they get like two hundred and thirty inches of snow a year up here. Just insane. Yeah. It's uh, but beautiful, beautiful place. Right on, uh, right on there. Lots of bears around. That's the one thing I'm I'm a little concerned about the bear population. But you know, that's that's oh. about it. Bears. You, you, that, that was the one state you guessed that they were in when we talked about the bear population of North America. Like, oh, they don't even leave Michigan. What, what are they doing? They're they're only in Michigan. Yeah, I'm I'm right uh, in, right in bear country. So <laughs> literally, and in the woke yoke's head, this is like actual bear country. All right, should we get to the schedule for the week? We yeah. have <clears throat> the BMW Championship in your backyard. Where you've been getting ads and fan guides and media guides for the last three weeks down at uh, Medina in, in outside Chicago. That's why I did this last minute trip. I just had had enough of the event guide on my PGA Tour app, so you know <laughs> I had to get out of the the geo targeting. <laughs> so we have the BMW Championship at Medina, the second leg of the FedEx Cup uh, on the European Tour, it returns after a month hiatus. I was worried that they had folded or something. But the uh, D&D Real Czech Masters, I don't know if that's real or real, Czech Masters is uh, over on the European Tour this week. Uh, on the KFT Tour, we have the Nationwide Hospitals, whatever it is, Open Classic, uh, Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship. So neither Open nor Classic, but a championship. First leg of the uh, KFT Finals. So yeah. what does that go? Columbus, Columbus Boise, to Boise, back to uh, back Indiana. to Indiana. Right. Yeah, it's nuts. Is that just? Is that three events only? I thought it was four. There's got to be. It used something. to be four. I think right? they might have cut it down to to three. Like but, the FedEx Cup, everybody's getting trying to get done Christ. by Labor Day. I don't understand why they would get, cut it down to to three <laughs> events. Because yeah, it used to seem, be. Doesn't seem like I a mean, good way was, to use to hand out twenty five cards. Doesn't seem very like fair, right? It was yeah. I think it was Boise, Columbus, Canterbury, Cleveland had it, and then they'd go to Jacks Jacksonville, right? Yeah, uh, I think they must have Atlantic cut. Feet. Must have cut uh, cut a week because then it goes back to uh, to uh, 
um, Victoria National, which is going to be a, a nuts finishing. Yeah, it's only three weeks. All right, interesting. That that's probably not, that doesn't sound equitable. You've got seventy five guys coming down from the PGA Tour. You got seventy five on the Web Tour, and it's they're going to do fifth uh, three tournaments. Well, I think that what they did was they were like, oh, well, this is what we're doing for the PGA Tour. We're cutting the playoffs to three events. But this is completely different than the playoffs. You're handing out 25 cards. You're handing out the same amount of cards that you just gave to the top 25 yeah. over like the course of an entire season. <laughs> over the course of like eight months. Like three <laughs> weeks. What, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, is that big? Four, yeah, four should. Yeah. Quite honestly, like, well, with the news, the big boy season starting like literally right after Labor Day with Greenbrier, I guess they got to have guys locked into their cards, right? So then those they yeah. can't be doing the finals as the new season starts. So interesting. I don't let's know. let's try cutting the. Video. I think it's a, the finals are a great opportunity to make it like this cool five five week thing. Let's okay. st- cut the video. Can I stop. I think that sounds better. All right. Um, just start over. All right. Well, with with the with the new season, the PGA Tour season starting like basically week after Labor Day at Greenbrier, they gotta. I guess they gotta have guys locked into cards, so they can't be doing some long finals that runs four or five weeks. Even though that concept, that idea sounds. Far more interesting than you know, just some early season events in the fall. But they got to have what twenty five guys locked in for the new season that starts. I don't know, whatever it is, September tenth or something, right after Labor Day. So, I mean, in an Andy Johnson's world, we would just knock out. I mean, number seventy five and upward would would be playing in finals. <laughs> so, you know, we'd have like two hundred players down there <laughs> battling it out, and. uh and maybe we go seven or eight weeks. That's one of the things is nothing's more compelling than somebody playing for a job, I feel like. Right. Sure. Right. So why don't they uh, just try and expand that out? I, well, that, it's a far more interesting series. But I, I wonder if they, they cut an event, right? So that's one less purse, one less finals purse. Did they just divvy up the difference and increase the other three events? I doubt it. But I'll have to check before I go. They might have reallocated, probably, probably reallocated um, to the Champions Tour, <laughs> the FedEx Cup bonus pool, something like that. Um, all right. Speaking of the Champions Tour, rounding out the schedule for the week, we have the Dick's Sporting Goods uh, event up in Enjoy, uh, upstate New York. I think that is right. I think that's New York. Um, you tuning in into Sport- that? <laughs> I don't think so. What a funny, unrelated. So Dick's funny, unrelated story to golf. Dick's obviously has a you know double entendre name. Can get precarious. When I first moved to DC, I was living with this like low-level congressional aide guy, and he needed a glove for softball or whatever. And so he's at work in the Capitol building, and he went to Dick's.com. Oh God! Definitely not. Definitely not related to the sporting goods store. And so they're monitoring like every site. It's the government. They're at the Capitol building. You <laughs> got like this low level kid got like a talking to from the congressman. What a brutal break. To... <laughs> Definitely, if you're searching out there for Dick's Sporting Goods, you know, trying to find the latest sale, do not go to dicks.com. Yes. I don't know if that's still the case. This was like a decade ago. Maybe the URL has changed. But... Maybe they bought it. You know, somebody was probably just uh, holding it hostage from them. <laughs> um, all right, so that's the extent of our Champions Tour coverage this week. Story on Dicks.com. Um, you know what event of the week is? Yeah, give it to me. USAM. Of course. There we go. Uh, down at Pinehurst. They're uh, in the middle of... We're recording pretty early here on Tuesday. They're in the middle of round two. So they're going, they'll be cut down to match play when you're listening to this. 64 guys until there's an eventual champion. You know, It's a pretty what? exciting format. Let me very I, I played, easy one to understand too. Uh, so the TV coverage that is on that is going to be Fox Sports One on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Looks like from four to seven p.m. 
So a little into dinner time after dinner. Then Saturday and Sunday, it's on Fox proper from uh, three to six. So that I think that's the best watch of the week, if you're asking me, right? Oh, yeah. By far. By far the best I, watch. It's, the heard... golf course is like flying. I was talking to a, couple, I... a, a buddy of mine who played in it, and he's like, dude, like you, landing approaches on, on number four, the ball's bouncing. It's it's like he's like you have to play for like ten ten yards ten yards of rollout on approach shots, and he's like, and number two is pretty much impossible. Uh, and number four, what, what is that? Like five hundred on five. What do they play number four at? Uh, five like thirty something yeah, crazy, right? No, oh, I, number oh, four, the number course, four, the course, course? Oh, yeah, yeah, flying. Okay, yeah. I've, reports are that it's super firm and fast. Obviously. What was number two, of course, like at seventy five hundred yards or something? Yeah, it's, like it's gonna be quite challenging. The uh, the scoring average yesterday on number two was like uh, seventy seven. It was it was it was one of the highest scoring averages uh, in in recent times, and I think it was uh, it was like uh, you know seven over parts. It's a par seventy, but the the that golf course. It's such a great championship golf course. It it should be like a mainstay in the U.S. Open rota. Like they should, if they they create a, a rota that doesn't include Pinehurst number two, like it it'd be crazy. So um, yeah, I was texting a little bit with Bacon. I think he was just he's down there. He's obviously calling it. He's got the. I think he's in the lead chair all weekend. Um, just saying, it's looks perfect and extremely hard. Like yeah. you could have the U.S. Open there tomorrow without changing a condition of any, you know, anything. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's kind of a no brainer event of the week. I'm with you on that. Um, what should we get to next? That's our, that's our schedule. You want to, you want to get whipped back to BMW? Yeah, we can, we can go back. We can go back to BMW. You want to talk about, uh, talk to B, uh, the BMW at the house that, uh, Reese built. All right, so what is this course number? Do I want to say three? Is number three, number three, number six. Okay, there's and three number courses. Six is the one that we. Okay, there's three courses total. There's one, two, and three. So I'm so, kidding. Yes. Uh, yes, I know we got lots of numbered courses this week in uh, in the schedule. <laughs> number four, number two, Medina number. What's Medina course is the one that were you familiar with from the you know 99 PGA or the Ryder Cup? That's that's the one. That's the one. That's, the shot that you know, the Sergio shot from the trees on sixteen. Um, right. You know, the Europeans making right. pouring and putts. You know, Justin Rose with his awkward celebration. The same course. That's the course. Never had a BMW. Not part of the Chicagoland Rota for this. Um, yeah, I guess I, I've heard rumors that they're hanging up their their championship boots. You know, they're gonna stick to 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 um you know what does just, that mean they're like just western ams or something they're or? Just gonna stick to uh like bmws and pga tour events because like as opposed to majors because of like the infrastructure needs i've actually heard that uh, you know it's it's because like you know when when the Ryder cup they had parking and infrastructure on like one of their other courses you know Right, you have three courses. It's gonna take you know that that's that's juicy for those like USGA's, PGA of Americas. They see two other courses and they just see land, infrastructure, land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a uh, it's a it's design. It's a Bendalo course, but it's been you know it, it's a Reese Jones golf course. It's uh, old club, um, and uh, you know it, there's not you're gonna just see your typical championship golf. It's gonna be. You know who hits it, fairways, greens. It's got a wonderful topography, um, but the design leaves a, quite a bit to be desired. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's just Why? it's a long, hard that? golf course. It's narrow. You know, there there's not a lot of strategy to it. It just hit it here, hit it here. It tells you what to do every hole. Um, you know, there's a lot of bunkers on outsides of dog legs with greens that orient the other way. So it's like, why would you put bunkers there? It's just a, it's a golf course that from a architecture standpoint, uh, gets less out of its, uh, its, uh, itself than maybe any other golf course in the world. (laughs) Okay. All right. 
Uh, so this is the week we're going from 70 to 30. Now, uh, we're starting, I think, who withdrew? Somebody withdrew, I want to say. Kevin, so far, Tiger's on the ground. Do we have to say, I mean, are you shocked by that? I mean, no. I think he's got, I mean, I, I don't, I'm shocked in the sense of like, I just don't understand why he's playing. I mean, who knows? He might go out and play well this week, but like, I just don't get it. You know, I I was shocked to see that he's showing up. I thought as soon as he WD'd and based on how he played Thursday last week, just hang it up, be done for the year. See you in Royal Melbourne, and that's it. Um, he's got like a six fifty a.m. Uh, pro am time. I just like all of this seems so so unnecessary like what what is he he's like hustling to like make the top 30 like what's the outcome here like what is it sounds like there were you know he's 38 so he can it's certainly within reach to break into the top 30 but like sounds like he was also made the trip to do some of that stuff with the design work on the south there whatever that is a south shore thing yeah um so i don't know if that's the only reason he made the trip but i i just can't believe he's playing I, it's just, it's crazy to me because, like, was he, and why, and I know that you can't treat certain players differently than others, but, like, the fact that he has to play a 650 pro-am, like, he, you know, like, he talks about how he has to get up four hours before tea time. That means he has to get up, he's got to be well, he, up at yeah. 2.50 in the morning. I know he likes to go early, but, like, I just don't understand why they make him do the pro amps. I, I I don't know. I I think like we're at this point with Tiger. It's 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 a weird spot. Like you know, it's just a roller coaster. And who knows? Maybe he'll play this week and look great. It, that's like at the point. That's kind of where I'm at right now with him. Is I have no clue what we're gonna see. Well, what was the last time he looked great? He hasn't looked great since the Masters. I'm trying to think, like, when has he looked good? He, he looked okay at the Memorial, right? He had that really good last round. And he's okay. played so little since then. Right. right. He played, I mean, I, he played good, good at the U.S. Open. I mean, he played decent at the U.S. He finished top 25 at the U.S. Open, and he didn't play good, you know? Right. Sure. Sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I just... There's only there's only there's four tournaments a year that matter for Tiger's legacy. We've talked about this. Like yep. 82 yeah. doesn't yep. matter, 18 matters. Yep. All right, so uh he's 38th. Him jumping into the top 30, I just it doesn't matter, honestly. It's just another week he's got to play. I don't think he even wants to. I mean, Did you I, see last I'm sure he wants to. I just don't think it's it's makes any sense to. Do you see uh, one of our followers and I didn't write it down. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, tweeted at us that only four guys moved into the top 70 last week. That sounds right. That sounds about right. Wait, how is this a playoff? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Nobody, just, you can't, it's like almost, it's so hard to play your way into the next round if you're at the bottom. It's too static. Yeah. It's just, you, well, I think you cut, they're cutting down the number of events, right? Right. So therefore, you need to up the volatility. Yeah. So this is getting into your thing that I mean, should we start at seventy? Yeah, we should, should start we, at seventy. Well, how many events would you have then? If you would wanted you to three? do three, go seventy, fifty, thirty, and then some form of match play there, and the and the as we dwindled to smaller numbers or not? I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff once you, if you got down to 70 or 50 from the start, you could all of a sudden have like a real playoff because I, I, this is my thing is like, if you, if you're deserving to be at the playoff, like th- this is the difference is like, if you're deserving to be at the playoff, nobody's going to complain about like having to play somebody even, you know, but Brooks, Brooks would complain about having to play number 125 at an even level playing field, be like that guy just barely kept his card and I I'm playing him in the playoffs at sure. an even level. Sure. I mean, How because about, uh, golf's yeah. a little different than like the NBA where like, you know, the warriors are going to beat up on the worst team in the league. They're going to beat them like 19 out of 20 times, you know, in golf, the 125 to 100, you know, you're probably going to, Brooks is probably going to beat the 125 guy, you know, 
seven out of ten tournament, maybe eight out of ten. But right. like it's not it's not nearly as high of a percentage, right? But if you get between like one yep. and fifty, fifty is like a good year. Um and I think nobody would have a problem with it actually resetting to zero then. Like essentially the FedEx Cup is a way to just pay the best players and the the best players more money because they are underpaid. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. Like that think about sense. it. It's like uh, the difference between Brooks ha- and and uh, and one twenty five is barely anything compared to LeBron and minimum salary guy in the NBA. Right. Like if you right. if you look at their salary differences, it's like the FedEx Cup was almost I think created in order to just like pay somebody pay the best ten players more money. But now they have the Wyndham Rewards, which does that. Right. So now right. you have to have a real playoff. So they should, uh, yeah, maybe carve out some more of the bonus pool towards the Wyndham pot, the season pot, and then, yeah, make it like half and half and make a separate playoff. But like, yeah, we we know that in golf. We see that every year with the 64, the match play thing, which is part of why they made it a pool play event. You know, it's just like, it's so easy for number 64 to beat, you know, number one. Think- so speaking of, uh, you know, formats and moving to match play or different things for Atlanta, uh not Jeff Knox, the Twitter follower, tweeted at me this morning and Nosferatu as well, just about asking what happens next week in Atlanta if the low gross score is tied. Like, what happens with the OWGR points? Like, do they just split them? Are they both the winner? Because, like, obviously, like, you know, we're not doing... They, they don't even want to acknowledge that the shadow leaderboard for OWGR points is going on. That's actual low score over 72 holes. I'm wondering what happens. I reached out to the uh, OWGR folks. I want to, which I guess it's based in uh, at the European Tour, London, I believe, which might give you some insight as to why they're sort of making this more torturous than it needs to be for Jay Monahan with the shadow leaderboard and not just acquiescing, giving them, you know, the staggered start just as a normal OWGR sanction. So uh, I'm fascinated by that as well. We'll get into that next week, but interesting hypothetical this man morning. i hope what, get, i hope they, they get do? back to you man, i wonder if we could somehow get some status as the owgr board's american <laughs> co- uh, consulate or something like that <laughs> i mean what what if what if four guys i'm not i'm not saying this is likely but what if four guys win the low gross <laughs> like uh, uh, over 72 holes they have the same score like do the owgr winners points just what do they do? They just split them up four ways. I was I was recommending a chip off maybe on the 18th green or like. Well, I'll tell you know. what. If we if we adopted the PGA Tours mentality, that we'd give them all two year exemptions <laughs> as winners, right? Yeah, exactly. Official win. Add it, it to the official win. And speaking of Ryan Palmer, Mister, uh, he's he's number thirty one. He's got a right. win, he's got a win on the board. Five hundred of his one thousand ninety six points <laughs> came when he played with uh with Mister John Rahm, one of the you know ten best players in the world. Yep. Do you think he's he's you know number thirty one this year? Without the two man event, I'm just saying. Do, does he scream number thirty one based off his year? No. No. Great player. Done a lot in this game. Done a lot on tour for I don't know decade plus, but. I don't know. Just a, a win in the partner event. I don't know. It's 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 more than Seb Bassi Munoz did, though. We'll yeah. Oh, that. yeah. I, I I agree. He's got five other top tens, but you know, like I I was looking into it. He's his resume. I mean, the players around him, like Kokrak, who I, he's, you know, seven, he's seven spots ahead of Tiger, who won the Masters. Exactly. I know. And then like <laughs> Hideki, like he's right next to Hideki. Like Hideki's had a really bad year, but he's still been like a a made cut top thirty, top twenty five machine. Kokrak has ten top twenties. So who do you want to see from this like outside the top thirty group really get to Atlanta? Like Atlanta, I mean. <sighs> You have no chance to win if you just squeak in, right? I mean, you're not you're gonna be what do you mean even par? And there's gonna be 29 guys or 26. Oh, I forget the staggered. So you you really have no chance to win the FedEx Cup. You do. You, make- you could you could you could pull it off. You just have to have an, a historic week. You know. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, I mean, it's not just the guy that starts 10 shots better. It's like 
the like 20 others that are eight and seven and five shots ahead of you to start the week. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I, I wrote down a couple. I, I will say that this week has a lot more pop than last week because the top 30 thing is a big deal. If you're in the top 30, right. you, you're in every single major next year. You're in every WGC. So like for for some of the lesser known guys, this is a huge, huge deal. Yep. We've got Harold Varner III right now who, who played extremely well in uh, New Jersey. He's sitting at what, 29? 29. 29. Putnam's Never played at 30. the Masters, I don't think, Varner. Mm-hmm. And we Putnam's got, at 30. We got Sung, Sung J.M., our boys at 26. I really don't want him to drop out. You know. Did you see what um, Jolie D's caddy, very you know, prominent Twitter personality, great Twitter, Gino Bonnelly. Did you see what he tweeted about him? No. He's like, I've played, we've been on this tour several years now, played with some amazing talents. Like, I'm pretty sure they played with Tiger at uh, AT&T or whatever, the National last year. And Bonnelly said, Sanjay M was the best player they've ever played with. The most impressive player they've ever seen. He's unbelievable. You know? (laughs) And he's played Got 33 him. times. There's, here's what it says. In my, my, well, not too long. I'm sorry. In my short three years caddying on the tour, I've had the fortune to play with some of the very best in the world. Sun J.M. is the most impressive player I've ever seen. And he's only, what, 21? Something like that, yeah. Grew up at that course where the CJ Cup is, right? I just I think he's like so underrated. I say this with Siwoo Kim all the time. It's like... Because they don't speak English well, like they yeah. get so underrated. And it's like if 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 Sun J M was an American, people would be going bananas for him. For his, his what what do you what would you compare it to? Like a a Wolf Morikawa or Hovland type hype in mania? Yeah, like yeah, there'd be a Sun J M mania. Like he all the only thing he hasn't done this year is win. He's in he's contended like so much. I mean. The kid is, he won the web.com money list. It wasn't even close last year, you know? Yeah. And that's yep. like the thing. I mean, like, it's not a fluke. This year is not a fluke with Sung JM because he did what he did last year was like the furthest thing from fluky. So I was, I, I mean, as, as far as under 23 so year olds, like, he's got to be in your top three, top four. So he's 26 right now. So he's, and 26 in the standings, not 26 years old. Right. Yes. Yes. So he would really need to take a dump in the cup to drop out. I mean, I'd certainly within it's not a long shot, but that would be a blow. 20, I mean, 20, he's like, less than a hundred points. He's less than a hundred points ahead of 31. He's like, yeah. I mean, he's two. He's a hundred points ahead of Molinari, who's in 34th. So I think that we'll see some good movement this weekend potential more movement yeah you know who's inside and needs to disrupt the fedex cup party next week louis i know king louis he's 28th right on the you gotta wonder if they're gonna like give him some unfavorable rulings kind of sabotage his his round sabotage his championship at, at medina just in the hopes of white whitewashing the ups from next week the fedex cup finale it that would be wanna, that would be a dream scenario if he if he won from ten back, like you have this like historic thing, <laughs> say this thing sticks around for like ten years, you know, say this format sticks around, and they always are like, you know, this has never happened except for Louis Eustazen. <laughs> they show him every every year hoisting the FedEx Cup with UPS emblazoned on it. Well, they his would chest. crop that out. They would they would <laughs> like you know, but everybody Dude, would remember. So that's a big one I'm watching. Louis needs to stay inside that top 30. You know, Louis, there's tales of him not being the most motivated player. Do you think that you do you think that UPS has like a a side thing with him? Like if you win the FedEx Cup, like we're going to pay you like seven hundred million dollars. Just to foil the FedEx. Doesn't even matter. You need to throw in a few tractors and maybe a. (laughs) promise that he doesn't have to play golf anymore i don't know like much sure money is the motivator for him yeah uh, so that's a big one a- anyone outside you definitely want to see get to atlanta so i guess like some of the things got, I, 
the bigger deal, like in, in the people that the the this is a big deal for are people that haven't won um an event this year, a regular season event. So like opposite fields get yes. don't get you into the masters, but like if you win a big tournament, you're pretty much in every other major. So like a guy like you know, a guy like uh let's say JT Poston, his win at the Wyndham got him into pretty much everything, right? But a guy yep. like um, Jason Kokrak hasn't won. So for Kokrak, like getting into the top 30, he's never played in more than two majors in a year. So that would be massive for him. Um, Piercy's another guy at 35. The, uh, Kokrak's 32. Piercy's 35. That would be a big deal for him. Um, the, you know, the guy I honestly want, and, and I don't, I, I know we talk about him a lot, but like, I, I I pulled up a few numbers. Is Rory Sabatini, the boy from Bratislava, he's kind of an amazing story. <laughs> I know we talk about him a lot. As soon as you said, I know we talk about him a lot. I was like, yes. So it would just be like uh, we talk. I'm watching him too. Forty fifth. He's kind of got like a comeback that's similar, like not not nearly the the achievement of tiger but it's 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 a very i mean i but he he came back from a fuse back you know he's been like in he from 2014 to 2016 he missed like 50 percent of his cuts he fell all the way to 554th in the world rankings and now he's 78th and he's missed just one cut since the honda and in that stretch he's had eight top tens He's 45th on the FedEx Cup. When's the last time he played the Masters? I wonder. It, it, it's been a while. You know? It's a, it, it, he. I mean, like he he was a he'd never miss a major guy for like a decade almost. Um, right. Right. He finished. Didn't he finish like fourth in the FedEx Cup one year? Yeah. I mean, he's he not was, played. The, he was ranked he's in the not top. Played the Masters six in the world for not, a while. He's not played the Masters since 2012. Holy crap. Been a while. I mean, there was a stretch where Sabatini was like had a claim as maybe the best player in the world. You know before this year, so maybe the you know, Remember you know the last time he made a cut before this year at the Pebble at Pebble on the major? A major cut, I should say. It would have been uh two thousand eleven. Yes. It's the last time he made a major cut. I mean, he's barely played the major since 2011. It's amazing. Comeback story. Really incredible. I it, Like all jokes aside, it, it's an incredible comeback. You know? <laughs> like I know we've, yeah. we've talked about him all yes, year because he changed his citizenship. But it's like a, an <laughs> unbelievably great stretch of golf he's played. Yep. Another one I'd like to see is Graham McDowell, but he's got a ton of work to do. He's 63rd. Or, yeah, starting in 63rd. I'm going to throw you a meatball. I'm going to throw you a little curveball here. You you ready for it? I'm ready. I want it. Meatball right. and curveball are not the same thing, though, by the way. Well, whatever. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, meatball I'm a, means you're trying to give me an easy one. Curveball means you're trying to mix me up. Well, I don't think you're going to expect it, but it's a meatball. You're going to be able to hit this thing out of the park. Okay. Cameron <laughs> Champ. All right, go ahead. I just think... What about him? I was thinking about his fall last year. I mean, like the guy, undeniably great talent. And I, you know, I think that we've gotten on it, but it's mostly because of just the tour, the way they've been marketing him. What you want to see him get to Atlanta or not get to Atlanta? Well, I, I, I wouldn't mind if he got there. I, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I've realized I have nothing against Cameron Champ. I have something against the tour's marketing, you know, of Cameron Champ. <laughs> and now I actually almost feel bad for him because of how they've overexposed him so young in his career like that's the thing is i'm upset about the overexposure like not just letting the kid organically happen we talked about it like with the web finals or the the last start in the corn ferry versus the you know the start of the playoffs like how one was so organically awesome and the other ones contrived and over marketed it's like 
if they just let Cameron Champ beat Cameron Champ over the course of the year and not push stardom on him, like yeah. we'd be like, oh, it's too bad he's struggling. Like you know, like instead of like being having to watch him struggle all year. Yeah, it would be. Uh, so he's fifty seventh, I think, starting. Yeah, starting at fifty seventh. So all these guys are already a spot projected a spot higher with the uh, dropout. I think it's Kevin Na that withdrew. I think that's who. Did he out. withdraw from the rest um, of the playoffs? Yes. Yes. That's um, am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I, I guess it was he, is he, he's outside. Well, he's outside the top 30 anyways. Right. He won Colonial, but I think he was outside the top 30. Okay. Um, so, Champ, it doesn't. Ogilvy, I'm pretty sure it's just Ogilvy like being sardonic, but he talks about how he could drive the first green at Augusta. Remember he made that joke or he made that comment at a press conference? I think it was in Australia last year, like one of the Australian events. I want to see Cameron Champ play Augusta National too. Oh my God. You won't believe how far he hit it. Well, I don't know. The the tour wouldn't get the, uh, doesn't get that, uh, the video rights to that so they wouldn't well, be able to, was, they wouldn't be able to dial up those tweets <laughs> I, i'm trying to understand how close you could get it to the first green and why ogilvy thinks he can get it close. i mean i think there's a little kind of exaggeration in there obviously but um yeah camp champ getting a top 30 playing his first masters would be a cool story uh and we'd hear about it i'm sure from the tour oh yeah all right that does it i mean i i I do, I do. You make a good point on the added kind of juice to this one with that whole that that thirtieth cutoff changing the dynamic. Um, I don't know. I just I wish Tiger wasn't playing. That's all. All right. What else? Should we? What else has piqued your interest since since, since we last talked? A Brandle reversing, yeah. going rollback. I thought you might go there. I couldn't believe it. I so literally reread. I reread the the tweet like six times. He's been the staunchest defender of 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 uh, equipment and no need for rollback. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he says, "Oh, we should roll the ball back." I, <laughs> he's tying himself up in knots right now. I love Brandel, but like, I don't. Like on Twitter, he's kind of tying himself up in knots with all the like slow play stuff, saying it's like basement w- keyboard warriors. But like it, this whole thing is white hot issue right now because of like Kepka and Rory and people like that saying this needs to stop. So I don't know. Here's, here's What's his tweet. rollback here's, change? Here's his tweet. Greens are much faster, which slows down play down. Courses are much longer, which slows play down. Players have books and debates about yardage slash reads, which slows things down. Roll the ball back. Make the books illegal. Slow the greens down. Problem God. solved. That's like right out of the, uh, you know, the fried egg platform. <laughs> I, you know, I got so many messages from people like, did you get Brandel's login? <laughs> I, but he's been anti-rollback, right? I, I tweeted about this. I, I'm afraid it was like opposite day. And that this was all a big joke. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't need to talk slow play. I, I think it's a massive issue. We're going to see how it goes. I think Bryson probably overcorrects though, right? But but with I just think Brandel's getting tied up in the rolling back the ball while trying to say slow play isn't an issue was interesting kind of collateral coming out of that i I just we're talking about whatever entertainment product again and it's it's less about like enjoying around with your friends and stopping and smelling the roses with your friends than it is sort of like the 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 degrading aspect it has on the entertainment product um and again it's white hot not because like people are taking you know, Twitter videos. It's the players that are at the top of the game that are talking out on this. I would so. say, yeah, it's players and legend, like, you know, like fame players of, you know, like when, when Westy weighs in, everybody's going <laughs> to listen. Um, but, uh, 
Did you, did, hey, did you listen to any of the uh, Bryson interview on Barstool? No, not yet. I saw some clips. We're taping this early on Tuesday. Um, I, I've seen like a few clips here and there. I just think like he needs. To, I, I understand like why he's out there. He's uh, there've been articles too. I saw he's like trying to get he you know trying to defend himself, which he has the right to do, and, and kind of change the whole narrative. But like he needs to stop talking. Yeah, he's not good at. The, you know, clarifying, elaborating, walking things back. And this is Bryson. When Bryson starts going, he gets himself into trouble. When he talks, he gets himself into trouble, whether it's talking about Saudi Arabia, what it all is doing for the world or like uh, his, you know, terminal velocity. Like he just starts talking and he caught or comparing himself to George Washington or Einstein. And it sounds like this, he did very little, and I, I can't speak to it. I haven't listened to the whole episode. It's it's good that he's out there and talking about it, but like the impact it's having is not good. It's the opposite. He, it sounds like he's he's really digging in on the whole walking fast thing, right? Yes, he is. I listened. I listened to about half of it. I haven't gotten through the other half yet, but uh, he continue. He keeps talking about walking fast, you know, and it's like how. How fast are you walking? Like I watched it. He, like you're only like twenty yards ahead of people. Like he's never very far ahead of it. Yeah, ahead of somebody. And he he also here are some of my favorite takeaways. He talked about his manager is now timing him, and he's okay. always always like thirty or forty seconds. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like I mean the. That's literally like, uh, you know, the guy in North Korea keeping his own scorecard. The the dictator in North, like you can't, you got to, you need an independent stopwatch, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So he, uh, one of my other favorite parts was that he said he could beat a speed walking contest, beat any uh, anyone in a speed walking contest. <laughs> so, oh my somebody uh was tweeting at us today about how like he should actually try to play the olympics and multiple events speed walking which is now an olympic event and golf next year in tokyo be like a modern day like dan jansen or something winning medals in multiple events speed walking and golf i think i actually kind of like amazing i gotta i gotta hand it to bryson with this like i think his like deflection here is actually pretty brilliant so what he's doing is he's muddying the water and making this so confusing. Like if he's he's saying, "Oh, I walk so fast, I walk." Like there's no way we can have like an easy system to implement if we're if we also include how fast people are walking. Like there's no way. There's no way this could ever be solved. So what he's doing is essentially just like muddying. He's like filibustering. You know, he's like confusing everybody by just saying how fast he walks. You know, he what? keeps talking about how fast he walks. So like he's he, what he's pushing for. And it's brilliant. He's saying he's saying, hey, penalize, penalize. But you have to consider how fast I walk. And there's no way anybody could actually time all of that. So he knows that there's nothing's going to happen if he keeps banging this drum. No, he did. People understand this is quackery and complete. Like, <laughs> I non- don't know if they do. I could be. Come on. Nobody's putting any stock in this. Like you have a cat, you have a bag, you have other part, like sprinting. Like there's a holistic view. How long does it take you to play the hole from the time you put your tee shots to the time you put out? And just because you walk fast in between, like, that's the time. The time is should be from start to finish, right? Yeah. Not like like sprinting in between shots doesn't make any difference when you take two minutes to take the shot. It doesn't matter. So, or if anyway. your caddy's thirty yards behind you, because that's the thing with Bryson is his caddy is behind him, and the well, timer doesn't start until your caddy gets there. So it doesn't matter the- how fast you walk. He's gonna keep throwing the caddies under the bus, but I I, hey, I got it. I got it. I did a little research, so I did. I right. used the Google machine. All right. So, um, extremely brisk walking 
is five miles an hour. That's what I, I deem from Google. Okay. I looked up what a, you know, a summer saunter, like what would be sauntering? You know, sure. I think yep. sauntering is, you know, just that's what I think about. Like it's Saturday afternoon in the summer and I'm out walking with Mrs. Friday and our dog is a <laughs> saunter speed, right? That's, sure. three, that's three miles an hour. So that's like extremely slow. He talked about, he says people walk so slow on tour. I've never seen that actually, but, but, uh, so a saunter would be three miles an hour and to walk 300 yards at, at a brisk pace takes two minutes and two seconds. Like a, this is like a speed walking pace, you know, professional yeah. speed walking pace. And right. at three right. miles an hour, we're talking three minutes and 24 seconds. So Bryson, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Bryson is not walking five miles an hour, and nobody on tour is walking three miles an hour. So we're well, dealing with like a probably about a twenty second difference from end to end. You need to get out there at Medina and check check him on a par five or something and see how I, fast he gets so, his tee shot. So measure how fast I'm walking, like match up my steps <laughs> with him. <laughs> the PJ Tour Live, there's some. Idiot in the background outside the ropes, power walking with Bryson. That'd be amazing. You need to be doing that. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I. I don't want to. I don't want to feel. I uh, see. I'd be playing right into Bryson saying that I'm singling him out. You know. I know. I know. I know. I mean, you need to. But the walking thing, we just need to put the rest. It's not. A, it's not a uh, viable defense or explanation. No, it's face. because it's when your caddy gets there. Right, right. Or when you start, yes. yes. And guys can't walk around with 50-pound bags that quick. Right. All right, what else you got? Anything else from Bryson? My prediction is he's going to play really really fast this week, though, right? He's going to try to get this off the front page. There's not going to be any, you know, video of him taking two minutes to putt. It's just he's it behooves him to just get out of the way, even even if it means he shoots you know, a couple shots higher than he otherwise would. And he, he thinks his fr- routine's all flustered. Like, the, the greater good is just to not have another video like that crop up. So, pop up, I should say. Yeah, not, um, not until he all right, plays you see Phil? I didn't see what he said about green books. He said it's idiotic to think that they slow down play and that they, they should be outlawed. He says... Green reading books have me ready, have about 80% of my work done before I get to the green. So it sounds like, I mean, this, I guess everybody, maybe he's using them in a more efficient way. Right. That's how I think it's like everybody uses them different, you know? Well, that's the issue. I mean, so maybe outlaw, I mean, what are you going to do? Outlaw taking them out on the green? I, I don't know how you like kind of legislate the, the, the medium there right the green books allowed me to do 80 percent of my read before i even get to the green for anyone to say they slow up play is flat out idiotic so i don't know did you see the latest fireside chat with phil no i'm getting kind of firesided out i i I clicked on it i thought it was pretty funny I think he's the Is only pro. I, you talked about it a little bit, but he's like the only pro that knows how to use Twitter and social media. And it's so funny because he was like the last guy on it. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Featured groups, by the way. We never did that. Featured groups for BMW. We have Xander, Abe Answer, and Gary Woodland. First Mexican ever to qualify for the President's Cup team. Abraham Answer. So that's group one on Thursday. Group two is Kepka, Reed, and Rory. Uh, that'll be an interesting dynamic. We got Tiger on Friday. We have Friday morning. We have Tiger, CT Pan, the bread man, and Billy Horschel. Does it bother you that they're not going by FedEx Cup points? You were yelling about that last week. Well, I mean, they should. If that, <laughs> if if that's what matter is, if that's what's matter it matters most. Those are the guys with the best chance to win the golf's ultimate prize. 
You got the 39th ranked guy in the FedEx Cup and featured groups. I just, I, what is this? Are we are we trying to keep people interested in in who's going to win golf's ultimate prize? <laughs> All right, fan vote Friday. We have Leishman, Ricky Fowler, and Ches Reevy. Ricky Tour Live is Group One. Group Two is DJ Webb and Rosie. Group Three is Kucher, Rom, and Cantlay. That DJ Webb and Rose groups kind of tasty. I wouldn't mind watching them. You know who's going to win? It's going to be an underdog story. It's, it's, it's going to be Ricky. Ricky's going to have like a, a footnote in his career. I once carried Chez to a fan vote Friday <laughs> win. <laughs> We're going to need to do a after the season. I want to do an audit of how many times Ricky was on PGA Tour Live. Um, so those are your featured groups for Thursday and Friday. You have a pick? For us, who who do you like this week? Who do I like this week? I like um, man. It, it so it hasn't rained much in Chicago, so it should be okay. Should should have a little little pop to it. Um, oh, interesting. I uh, man, I'm just I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Mr. Thumb. Yeah, that's a good pick. Leading on Sunday at, BM, uh, at North yeah. Northern Trust. He's sniffing around, you know? I Who agree. about you? I'm going to go with Usti. I think he's playing. I think he's playing to disrupt the FedEx Cup party. I like him. He's playing well right now. He's He's been... Uh, he was T6 at Liberty National. You know, the Mattress King might be a disruptor. <laughs> How could he not be? Just happily ride his tractor into East Lake. Just blow the whole thing up. All right. Uh, that's it. We got through this despite many interruptions and Wi-Fi. This has You're been awful. Middle, middle of the woods in northern Michigan. Uh, but I think we got through it. Apologies for the uh, choppy nature. We will uh, be back Friday. Yeah. With, uh, if I get done editing it in time, it'll be up on uh, on Friday morning. <laughs> you got a lot of editing work ahead of you. All right. Thanks, uh, everyone, for tuning in. We will check in on Friday morning.